This is a test. This station is conducting a test of the emergency broadcasting system. This is only a test. We're still in a pandemic, ladies and gentlemen. So a reminder, we are still in a pandemic over one year ago. We are still on lockdown. So remember, always keep your hands clean, socially distance, stay home, stay isolated. Don't go crazy. Don't vow to marry your dog in a moment of weakness. Don't get radicalized on TikTok. Cover your fucking mouth. Protest things that are important. Support your local sex worker. Recycle and cut your toenails because it's spring. No one wants to see that. This was only a test. Or it's on the PA. There's a part of the brain that was basically wedged with my spine because the hole in my head was too big. Just immediately went down. I was hurting my shoulders, my head. Like I couldn't move. I had to lay down oh for God. like six to eight months. I was pretty much in bed. Or like if I went to see my friends, I'd have to lay down on like the garage floor, or like get my brain scraped. And yeah, your brain scraped. Well, not my brain. So they had to shave a part of my like skull down to make a little bit more room for my ginormous brain they sliced open the back of my head like three inches went through the muscle went through all that uh, they went through they shaved a, a gross haircut bottom base of my skull right where the spine meets the brain and went in there shaved her down i i, I i'm pretty certain that they put something in there to uh, like a net at a baseball game you know to catch the fans i think they put that <laughs> in there so that my brain can't go back into the hole. But essentially all they did was shave down my cranium. Consider if you will, a comedian, a young man, bright eyed, ready to take the world by storm. His brain full of jokes, quips, puns, and riddles to set the world on roar, but he finds out that that brain that he cherishes so much is actually being slowly taken from him by a black hole. Uh, Taylor Grant is someone I've known for the last four years and uh, is one of my good friends, and I was uh, at first very bitter when I met him because I had to hand over my top comic crown to this young upstart. But I remember the first time I saw him, I immediately knew, which I'll talk about in our conversation, that he was the one that if I was going to pass my crown on to anybody – okay, well, there wasn't a crown. It was a trophy. It was actually not even like a real – it was like a dollar store trophy. All right? I still appreciate it. It's, it's the symbolism that counts. My, my name's not even on it, but I, I digress. Uh, if I was going to pass on the torch to anybody, Taylor was the one. He came out fast, furious, and has not let up that momentum ever since. Oh, yeah! Taylor was a jolt of energy. He was like a Canadian Jim Carrey on Red Bull. I was so thrilled when he agreed to talk to me, and uh, I didn't really know what we were going to talk about. And then he said, um, I want to talk about my brain surgery. Now, considering I didn't know he had brain surgery, I thought, let's do this. 
I know I advertised that I was going to take a, a close look at Lil Nas X's Call Me By Your Name, and I still intend to, but after having my in-depth conversation with Taylor, I decided to devote the whole episode to him because his story is layered like the brain itself. It involves intrigue, hospital conspiracy, back nudity. So sit back and listen to his rather harrowing, bone marrowing, cranium shaving, dead panning, skull trepanning tale of holes in the brain, brain surgery, and showing your ass to a bunch of nurses. <laughs> if I had a nickel. <coughs> Recording note. Um, there are times when, because I am speaking to Taylor through this Anchor app, and Anchor, get your shit together, uh, there are times when my voice is very low. So I, I apologize. I hope that you can still make out what we're saying. Ah! You gotta speak up! And there's at least two times when Taylor cuts out completely. I will make a very big and humorous note of this. So, enjoy. And I am speaking today with uh, one of Niagara's next top comics. There's only five as of now, and we are an elite and tight circle. But he's someone who predecessed me in the title and is one of my good friends and an all-around hysterical person and somebody who's going to talk all about something that we know is super funny, brain injury. Ladies and gentlemen, Taylor Grant. Uh, Taylor, how are you doing? Thank you. What a, what a beautiful intro. I'm, uh, I, I'd be oh, better if well. we were uh, less than, you know, if we were less than six feet close. I want to see your face. I know. I'm talking. No one can see, but I'm talking to an iPad with just a, a, a counter of how long we've been talking. I was, I was going to print out <laughs> pictures of you and kind of have it, you know, on my dresser. But my mom said it looked too much like an altar. So, <laughs> well, I already have pictures of you, but you know, that's. A I know. Story. I put those out there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to those in a minute. But um, when I first met you, uh, what were you? You're like young. You're like 19. Were no, no. Time? I was like 20, 24. No? Yeah. Really? Okay. You just, yeah. Okay. Um. So you're 24. <laughs> I should check my facts. But uh, I remember when you first came to Showtime. Uh, I remember Levi and I were standing at the back, and it was Top Comic, and uh, we always like to try and pick like who we think is gonna you know run the, yeah. the gauntlet. And of course, it was you know I it was my year, so like I was already like having separation anxiety of not having <laughs> Top Comic anymore, and uh, you know I was looking around. And I thought, and then I saw you perform. It was I think literally the first time I ever saw you perform. And I literally turned to Levi and I said, he's winning. And Levi's like, oh, do you want to put money on it? I said, I do. And uh, literally I called it right away because you just seem so natural. And like, you just kind of, you had it. I just knew. And I wasn't a judge, so nobody gave a shit. But like, I just knew like if I was going to, you know, pass the torch, it was going to be probably to you. And I was right. I mean, you know, people should learn to listen to me because I tend to know a few things. Just a couple. But uh, I remember thinking, yeah. All right. Hello again. Sorry about that. No problem. My family let me in the house. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Once a day, at least, you know, get inside. Yeah. Where you That's pretty much it. My garage. (laughs) I live in the garage. That's where they make me sleep. (laughs) Starving artist. (laughs) So, but uh, yeah. When all of that started, I mean, like you just said that uh, you, you just felt like uncomfortable, right? So, was so it, yeah, it, it, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just asking. Like, what, when you say uncomfortable, like, where do you feel that? Like, why did you know to lie down? Because it started. So it started behind my ears, which is like pretty common for migraines. The back of my neck and over the top of my shoulders, and everything just kind of felt very tight. 
So I would have to put my like chin down to my uh, my chest, mm-hmm. and then the pain would keep going throughout my shoulder blades and up my neck, and it would just. I don't really know how to describe it. It wasn't like searing, I guess kind of searing pain, but it would just get so overwhelming that I'd have to lay down and straighten everything out and just, I don't know, whatever, shake everything back up. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty much the, well, that was going to be my, my next question was, I mean, you got yeah. this done during a pandemic. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It yeah. was crazy. So, so this went down in, uh, the very last weekend of June, because my best friend was moving to his first new house in on June 1st. So, you know, I, my best friend, I'm going to be the first one to help him move, da 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 So it was about yeah, so a couple days. so this wasn't like an elaborate way for you to get out of helping him move. Because that was <laughs> Abs- my question thing. Absolutely not. No. And it was funny <laughs> because, um, like, a month after I fully, maybe not even a month after I felt 100%, he moved again. So I was almost what? not able to help him with the second one. Yeah. Yeah. It was a crazy scene of events, but anyways, yeah. That's a selfish friend you got there. Yeah, I know. And then I like, had to really, yeah, it was, we actually had to do two moves in one day. Oh. And so I, I couldn't even sit in the truck. He picked me up from Welland. We went to Port Colburn and I was in the truck calling people, you know, um, I have a paramedic friend. I have a couple nurse friends that I knew my aunt's a nurse. So I was calling my mom. I yeah. ended up, just laying on the front yard it looked like man it, it looked like a hockey player got hit in the face with a puck like i was on the ground driving <laughs> around i couldn't i couldn't get comfortable so yeah. i i was calling everyone else that was going to show up and saying hey like fuck, get me some painkillers get me some t3s some tylenol yeah, whatever just heroin or something <laughs> honestly man i I've, if i wasn't a recovering alcoholic i would yeah. but you know i might be a soft drama nerd comedian but <laughs> when when someone's in pain you know you, you feel for them right oh, i'm yeah. trying to trying to muster through it carrying cushions if i can and everyone's like lay down lay down <laughs> so i ended up starting to call physical therapists i i ended up calling massage therapists um to see what i could do you know and none of them were open because pandemic right. closed everything in march and then this was like june july right so or early june now you You'd have to go to like the black market to find like physiotherapy now. It was at <laughs> the, the point. Web. It was at the point where I was telling my doctor, like, I'm honestly just gonna pay some of my buddies to fucking cut my neck open. Like to go back on the talking shit about Niagara thing, my doctor, like doctors that I know, doctors that are like friends of mine and will talk the shit. And then yeah. professional doctors were like, I-, I think it's best if you look somewhere outside Niagara. And so I looked, oh, gee, <laughs> right. So I called Ni- obviously Niagara was trying to get everything figured out first, but they were, uh, uh, I don't want to say slower, but they were a little, you know, backed up and whatever. Right. Trying to figure Not things fast. out, trying to figure things out. Right. And there's only three or four neurologists in the area. So never mind neurologists. It's a semi emergency basis at this point, just to get, right. just, just to get it figured out because it's been more than a week now. And then it was going on to two weeks. So I had to kept call, keep calling. And like my doctor's office was closed at weird times. And, you know, just this and that. So it Taylor? I think we lost Taylor. Wait, wait, wait. I, fi- oh, I figured out the issue. What's I that? can't let my phone, phone screen turn off. 
Oh. Apparently he just did. So we'll stay connected until he comes back. Here's some music. <laughs> Ow, ow. <laughs> it's they're all technology. This is this is the oh, whole problem. The the chip in my brain surge. was too big. Yeah. <laughs> but scrambling frequencies. Yeah, so Niagara finally I get to meet with a neurologist. Woo-hoo. And we get in there and it's like a 45 minute thing. She's doing all these muscle uh reflex tests. And I knew like the under the knee one, right? They hit it with the little hammer, your knee yeah. goes up. Man, she must have hit me in like 37 different spots. I didn't know could twitch out. She's going in my elbows, under my arms, doing finger things, toe things. And I'm like, what is going on here? So then we, so then we sit down and mind you, this is like July at this point, July, August. So late summer, it's been a couple months already. And I'm like, the severity of it is just growing at this point. So you know, I'm not pushing for it to be like emergency emergency because I, I, I can tolerate the pain. There's no numbness in my arm, which would have been an emergency because the same nerves that I was having problems with and that a lot of people have problems with are the same nerves um, that get blood clots when you have a stroke. Oh God. So that was an issue, right? So they wanted to make sure that was an issue. So because I could live with it, like just lay in bed and do minimal things, it wasn't as necessary to figure it out. Anyways, so this lady tells me, you know, I think it's just headaches. Come back at the next appointment, a next available appointment, and we'll figure it out. I'm like, all right. So I think it's going to be two weeks. She goes, the next available appointment (laughs) I have is in January. What? So don't get your panties all in a bunch. I didn't know how to take this information, right? This is the first, I'm alone too, right? Like I don't have my girlfriend, I don't have my mom, I don't have anybody with knowledge of medicine. And I just someone who could like, yeah, like raise a fuss. Yeah. So I just kind of ate it and said, okay. And that was the moment I knew I was, I was looking elsewhere. I actually talked to a buddy of mine. His grandmother had to go to a neurologist in Toronto at Sunnybrook Hospital. They were amazing to me, but I emailed them and I said, hey, look, this is going on, blah, 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 blah. I had uh, a CT scan done. So they said, you know, come up here. We'll do the test. You have to physically bring a CCD. And I was like, "Ah, all right. So I had to go back and forth from Toronto like five, six times. Um, but the, the lady had emailed me at the first time I emailed her and I'm like, so she messages me back the very next day saying, uh, we won't be able to get you in till, uh, October, November. And I'm like, okay. Oh my God. No. So I told her, look, like this has been going on for however long, three months, two months at this point. And basically I said, like, it's, it's borderline an emergency. Like my quality of life is being affected at this point. I can't do anything as the more and more time went on. And yeah. it was just, it was taking a toll mentally, physically. So I'm like, we got to get something done. So with everything that went down a couple months later, I was in there and yeah, surgery was three hours. Woke up. And this is Toronto? This is Toronto. Yeah. So everything's super locked down. I had to go get a COVID test, which was the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. Really? Oh man. I've talked to, and it's funny because uh, shout out Jen Myers. 
um, I saw her post a status shortly after I got mine that said every guy she's talked to has just whined about the the COVID test where all the girls, all the women she knows just kind of like, you know, obviously women have a crazy pain tolerance, but that thing is, yeah, like invasive. They're, they're, yeah. Is this the one through the nose? Oh, yeah. Ugh. Oh, my God. It like yeah. and this guy's like, oh, don't push back. And I'm like, I have brain injury and in the like brain issues in the back. Now he's poking in the front. Like, yeah, Jesus. I walked out of the hospital two floors crying. I'm crying in the elevator, like to the point where my mask is wet and people are just oh. looking at me like something horrible has happened. But <laughs> yeah. it is a hospital. So, I mean, that's kind of perfect. Yeah. Course, but, um, and then and then I had that. Yeah, I, that test is horrendous. Like, I know it's important, yeah. but like, oh, God, Here, but- I saw it on the news and that's what they do. It's the back of the throat. Oh like, why can't I just hawk a loogie into a paper towel and give it yeah. to you? It was, yeah, puke or something. I- <laughs> it was terrible. Like, it, of all the pain I went through, that was, like, top three. That, that was Imagine. up there. But, yeah, it was <laughs> a crazy ride, man. And being in the hospital during COVID was weird. The whole recovery process was weird. Having to wear a mask while I like got out of surgery was incredibly difficult. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a because ho- I wear those those hospital masks. Like when I teach, I have to wear those hospital masks, and yeah, the, the strains from the cotton come loose, and they're like going up my nose, and they're tickling your face, <laughs> and I just wanted to rip it off, but I mean, hands in front of you know impressionable. Students. Yeah, but it yeah, it drives. I had like a ring around my mouth from it because it would irritate. You know what I mean? Just rubbing all day. Yep. We had, and I mean, like on top of being uncomfortable with your brain, you know, that's just you know sugar or, or icing on the cake. <laughs> oh, right? it was sugar icing on the cake. When you got diagnosed, though, I mean, like if she's saying you can come back in January, she didn't see it as like, yeah, life threatening at this point. She right? saw it well because, like I said, because I didn't have any stiffness in my hands or arms, it was it wasn't deemed like an emergency where I'm it's it's not going to be fatal to me it was uncomfortable she thought it was just you know chronic migraines because if like I did a lot of research too man and I I read a lot of things trying to you know obviously self-diagnosing is a terrible thing to do but when you can't find anything on it it's like yeah uh, oh okay so I'm reading these yeah. like weird little like when I found out what this was there was only like five videos on YouTube on it and like I had to, that's it. I had to dig, man. I had to dig to figure it out. And even still, when I was digging and found out what this was, people were like, "There's no way. There's no way. There's no way." And like, what is it called it's again? Called Just so I know, Chiari malformation. Chiari malformation. Yeah, it's it sounds like like an indie band. <laughs> we are Chiari malformation. Opening up for the Arkells. We need a ride home. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Give it up for Kiari Malformation. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So now when they do the surgery, like where do they cut? So right right at the back of my neck, there's probably like an inch below the hairline and then two inches kind of yeah. up the skull into the middle. So it's just like, I have a scar, but when my hair, like even short, my hair grows over it. So it's not bad, but okay. yeah, I was, uh, I, I didn't realize till after when I woke up that the machine they had me on and because of like the injury, I thought I was laying face down. No, I turn and I look and there's this big, it almost looked like a silicone pregnant lady. There's a big hump. 
<laughs> and there was two little hips, and I was face down, ass up, for my surgery. Ooh, which was uncomfortable to figure out high on whatever they had me on waking up. The day I get in the, the hospital or whatever, right, she's like, there's an older nurse, and she's like, okay, here's the bag for all your stuff. Put your coat, your, you know, change, change into the hospital gown. And I'm like, okay. So it's kind of cold, right? It's December in Canada in an empty hospital. And I, I, so I got yeah. my socks and my underwear on. And she's like, oh, socks too. I'm like, ah. Nay, and, then nay. I, and then I looked at her and I'm like, underwear? And she looked at me and went, underwear. Take it off! And I'm like, what? <laughs> I didn't actually think, you know, you see it in the movies where people's butts are out. But I'm like, I don't, I, there's yeah. no way this is real. So not only was I like sitting on cold steel chairs waiting for hours, I had to go and oh do this just butthole flaring in front of, you know, nine <laughs> doctors. What exactly was like, the wine okay, no underwear? If I wake up and I'm face down with my ass in the air and there's some synthetic like pregnancy looking lady. Like I'm in the middle of a sex session. That's I'm this is not a hospital procedure. This is I have hospital. woken up a few times like that, but <laughs> it was it, man it was such an interesting experience so what was the point of all that then well don't blink out now this is the best part <laughs> like the operators who handle telephone calls in my town here in the central office you can feel the pulse of the community um I'm like, this is the part you blink out on? So, yeah, other than the no underwear thing, uh, came to realize very soon after that the pregnant lady belly thing was because my brain, you know, if I'm standing up, gravity, the, the rule of law of gravity is my brain is falling through that hole, squishing things. So that is why I'm hurting. Yeah. So in order to get to the point where they can safely work on that hole, I would have to be upside down. So the brain would move the furthest, fur, oh right? Because where the brain would have to slide back down and move further away so that they could work on the area which the brain was slipping into. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like an excuse, but I mean. <laughs> oh, I, I still use it as an excuse. Like there's pictures of you somewhere. Oh, 100%. <laughs> like on. On their on their big like on a, on a board in the nurses' station. <laughs> I was the one that leaked them on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, publicity is publicity, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, now, when you recover from this, like, what what do you expect? Like, what do they say is going to happen? Like, <laughs> you want to know what I expected? I yeah. I had a tattoo appointment on the fifth. I called back and scheduled it for the seventh. And I thought I, <laughs> I thought I could be a hero and all. They're just gonna cut my brain open. I'll be able to lay down. Big deal. No, man. It was it no. was crazy. And so the thing is, like, it wasn't just you know opening up the neck. It was all the muscles that are at the very right. back of my neck. So I, not only did it affect laying down. Mind you, I had twenty staples and a big ass bandaged on my head and half my hair. Um, obviously Jesus. it affected mobility and stuff like that, but because the half of my neck wasn't fused together yet, that's what the six to eight week recovery was more or less to let the muscles yeah. fuse. Um, like I was feeling good about four or five weeks, but I pushed it a Could little you not, like, 
like did you have to keep your head still or like was it you were fine to like move about did you have a cast or something no um so they just kind of put a big big bandage on me and i mean let to be honest man like i couldn't i couldn't really move for the first two three weeks like everyone was bringing stuff to me and you know after after like two three weeks i could get up and move around but i couldn't like yeah it was all upper body turning at once and you know it was very static and i couldn't eat much because and that's what i didn't um really anticipate in terms of pain because the the jaw muscles are connected to all the ones that they disconnected from each other so i couldn't eat much man i couldn't eat very like i i probably had an insurer and like a gatorade a day for the first week and a half great tasting insure we cannot she do it she was pressing her button and screaming the whole time and it's just like everyone's like out at and it sounds very selfish but like at some point it's like shut up because yeah she's just sitting there oh Oh my god, it hurts so bad. And everyone just went through major surgery. You know what she had? Was it something stupid? It was like a leg surgery, but she was older and she was very, very delicate. And, you know, so she, and I think she had a catheter and it fell out at one point or it came out at one point. So, like, it just, obviously, it's not a good scene of events, but. It's like a prison here. Even at Christmas, it's like a prison. But I wouldn't have been able to do it another day. And they knew that too, because, like, even with your mom, man, I think like it, it's not as debilitating as you think it's going to be because like it's not like an ACL surgery or something where you can't get up yeah. and move around. It's like once you're up and around, even if you're static and stiff, it's like I already feel better. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's just on their end. Like for me, it's like because we didn't know what to expect. Yeah. We just kind of felt like, OK, well, once she's out, it's like it's on our it's on our watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But, you know, it was, it, it's not a place you feel like you're going to get better. Like, no. It's kind of like, oh. Uh. How do you feel now? I feel great. 100%. Yeah. I'm back at work full time. How long did it take, you think, to, to feel better? Uh, I got surgery on the second. I was feeling better. Like, I could sit up and I was kind of eating around Christmas time. And Christmas Day, actually, was when I think I kind of pushed it. Like, there was one – Christmas Day was the last day that I pushed it to the extreme, I would say, in the fact that, like, I was getting be- – I was clearly on a better trajectory. I was up and around. I could, you know, kind of, like, sit on the floor and play with my buddy's kids and this and that. And, but it wasn't to the point where I was, like, you know, could turn my head all the way or, you know, jump, jump yeah. out of bed. Like, I would still get lightheaded when I stood out of bed. But Christmas Day – because I hadn't sat up and I wasn't eating all day, every day and moving around, my body wasn't used to being used to it again. Right. So, and so I sat there, ate a huge breakfast. Then obviously you go check out all your stuff. We went to her family's house, same thing. And I was able to eat two meals, which I hadn't done in, you know, a month. And then I I think that kind of pushed everything and broke everything that I was keeping static up because that Christmas night, man, I went home. She came back to my house, and like I said, I'm in the garage, so I fell asleep early, woke up in the most pain I was in in the entire process. I had to, like, I was laying on the ground, and I was, like, I couldn't find a comfortable spot for an hour and a half, crying, cold sweating. It's, like, 2 a.m., so I asked my girlfriend if she could grab me uh, ice from the uh, the freezer, and when she came in, my mom was, like, my mom woke up, and she's, like, oh, she's not going to the bathroom. What's going on? So she came back in, got me ice, then came back in for Advil. 
And I was freaking out so bad that my mom came out with lorazepam and smacked two under my tongue so that I would just calm down and then deal with the yeah. pain. And then the next morning I woke up, felt like shit for two days, puked it all out. And that, that after that three or four days, I was like, all right, it's kind of naturally moved. Yeah. Around. Going right from like, from surgery into like Christmas is like, <laughs> yeah, that's a trial. It was a big ask. It was definitely a big ask. Yeah, most people feel uncomfortable after anyways, <laughs> after eating all that. And, you know, yeah. But you are recovering from surgery. Yeah. Think, and like, like my muscles are fusing so, back together and I, I overate yeah. and you know, but yeah, you got to nod for all the presidents that you don't like. You're like, I like yeah. it. You know what fake mean? smiling. Like, hurt. Yeah, it was just exactly pictures too much. It's a horror show. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. Happy Hanukkah. Better awesome. ready. To, I'm, I'm ready to get back on stage to tell you the truth. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. It's just, because, like, even now there's been, like, a, a, a pause of, like, there's not even really a lot of virtual shows anymore. Everyone's kind of, like. Yeah. Like, so it's sort of a, a dry spell. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's, <laughs> and, and seeing everywhere else open, like, seeing concerts in Australia and rugby games and this and that in America, it's just so, it's just, ugh. Well, America, I don't really envy because, I mean, they're going to be sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, they're, they're, they're going at warp speed yeah. not to coin the phrase that trump gave the vaccine but if, operation warp speed you know so much has happened and i thought by now you know we'd be kind of coasting people getting i got my shot last week my first hey. one, which was exciting yeah. uh and, you know it's just i can't believe i said like i had my second birthday in lockdown yes me too happy um, birthday yeah yeah, happy birthday. you know, I thought last year, okay, it's one year, I'll make the best of it. It's a novelty. And then this year, I was kind of like, really, yeah. <laughs> really, yeah. Online shows no, are, are an unbelievable way to patch the hole for now, but the you know, it's a different medium, though. You know what I mean, like, yeah. it's not the same. Like, you, you. You can do a lot of different creative things with it, but, uh, you know, it's not the same. It's, it's no I, walked, I walked by my sister um, about two and a half hours ago, and she, I jumped on the couch, jumped to the chair, and she looked at me. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, the floor is lava. And I jumped brain. to the other thing, trying to make my sister <laughs> laugh and then, you know, have to get called out. But kids, man, it sucks for everyone. Let's be honest. There's an aspect yeah. of a lot of people's lives that are just getting shit on. But, I, yeah, I just want to Absolutely. see my friends and laugh with a bunch of people. Yeah. I can't thank you enough for doing yeah, this. Yeah, of course. Me, no, obviously, it's wonderful um, to talk to you. So, everyone, this has been Taylor Grant. And I get it. This is the part where I would say, you know, catch him at, and there's nothing because we're all in COVID and like yeah. sucks. But, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you're feeling better. And I'm so glad you Yeah, of time course. Of course. I, I'm, thank you for having me on. And, you know, thank Any you for being time. a friend and um, always talking highly of me. Travel down the road and yeah. back again. Your heart is true. You're a pet. Well, that's our episode for this week. Uh, many, many thanks to Taylor Grant. Uh, it was so good to talk to him again. And uh, I'm so happy he pulled through and that I am not the only one with holes on the brain. 
I would like to thank all of you, my listeners, and uh, like and subscribe and, you know, all that stuff you do to, to make somebody famous on YouTube. And uh, I will see you very soon with uh, another episode of On the PA. If you want to catch me, uh, come over to my house if you've been vaccinated. I have no one to talk to. Seriously. I'll do a whole set. I don't care. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do anything you want. I'll sing. I'll, I'll jump rope. I'll, I'll stand on my head and eat a bug. I don't really care. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Don't listen to the propaganda. And uh, I will see you next week on the PA.